0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another week's episode of Just Saying with Justin Martindale. I am Justin Martindale, and wow, what a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. I hope you guys had a great time to just rest and disconnect and be with your loved ones and barbecue and just really get ready to kick off summer the way it should be. And what? uh, What? Is that a clickety-clack fan I hear? Is that a death drop I hear? Oh, no, wait, that's pride season. It is right around the corner. June is upon us. Time for weddings, gay floats, and uh, rainbows hitting you every which way. Uh, But first, I'd like to introduce and welcome back, Producer John. Welcome back. Thanks. How was your trip to New York? It was it was scary.
1: New York <laughs> in New York. We're back to eighties New York. It is it is scary. It's a lot. It's a lot of crime. I in four separate stores, I witnessed uh, people just putting stuff in bags and walking out, not pay.
0: Did you see that? Oh yeah.
1: Four, you watch four, four times. <gasps> I've four only times seen that on like Instagram and stuff. Eight day, in an eight day period, I saw it four times. Twice in the same Walgreens. And I I live in a relatively... My place in New York is in a relatively safe neighborhood. Like uh-huh. Twice in the same Walgreens. Saw it in a GameStop and saw it in a uh, a Target. They just put it... They're walking around with a big bag, dropped it in, walked right out.
0: Wow!
1: It is bad. And, like, the slashing's going... You can't go in the subway anymore. It's... It was different.
0: It's bonkers. We actually shot two episodes uh, a week ago. Um... So we haven't seen each other since then, and it is crazy because I did La Jolla uh two weekends ago, and there was a uh I was right outside I took Sarah Weinshank with me, hilarious comic, and while she was on stage, I was outside on the street um and I saw this car these two cars were at a a, a stoplight, and uh all of a sudden this big just butchy lady. Butchy lady, lesbian, bah, in La Jolla, gets out of her car and tries to open the other car's door. Like, got out, starts slamming on the car, open, and then opens the door. And then the woman reaches back and grabs it, slams it, slams the door shut. Then opens it again, and the lady kicks her and slams it off. And they peel off. This is right in La Jolla, which is just the, the 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 capital of coastal grandmothers. And they get in casually back in their car and they drive off. And I'm looking at Ryan, who's the you know manager at the store there. And I'm like, what is going on? He's like, dude, it's everywhere now.
1: Oh, yeah. In, in New York, my friend got back to her car and there were plastic forks in the door. Somebody somebody was trying to break in using plastic forks.
0: With a plastic fork? He wasn't the best thief. Yeah. What are you, MacGyver? He was not. <laughs> he, he was not. I'm going to intercept these lasers with a spork. <laughs> God, I know. It's wild. It's it's so wild. And, of course, we had the horrible incident in Uvalde, which is just really, really sad. I grew up in San Antonio, so that's, you know, a little west of San Antonio. I We would play those schools and high school and sports and whatnot, and it's just awful. And, I mean... Something, something's got to be done. I even, I even was looking up uh, before we were even here, they were saying something that there was like 14 or something mass shootings this weekend and you don't even hear about them all. So it's definitely, America is toxic right now and uh, everyone's sad, everyone's grieving in some way, shape or form, but we're going to try... Our damnedest <laughs> to bring a little joy and a little humor in your life because I honestly I after after the shooting I'm gonna be very honest and very candid I didn't want to do stand-up I even said it on stage like Saturday night I was like I, I I got up in the main room and I was just like hey everyone I, I I went through like a like two days of depression I didn't post anything I was just like I want to disconnect from everything like didn't want to get on social media I didn't want to be like hey guys. Doop-a-doo. You know, I, I, I was just like, I wanted to just sit and be sad. And I was. And I finally got up on stage and I was like, look, I'm pissed off. It's hard for me to get up here and be like, you know what's crazy about so-and-so? You know, it's like, so... I got out of that. I had a great Memorial Day weekend. I'm so glad. I could not have asked. Here's It was a little overcast uh, Friday and Saturday, which kind of sucked because everyone wanted to go to the beach and it wasn't the best beach weather. But I did have a great time. I went to this really fun um, bar on uh, Saturday night after my set here. Also, I had a pinched muscle in my back, which was awful. But here we are. Um... And I went to this really fun bar. It's usually over here uh, in Silver Lake. Uh, it's called the Silver Lake Lodge, but they had a night called Otter Pop. I know. Did you see John perked up? He Was like, "What Otter Pop?" Do you know what an otter is? I know what an otter is. I just don't know in the in the LGBTQ plus I a camioneta? Huh? Oh no, no. An otter is like a slender, hairy guy. It is that
1: because that's what an otter the animal is
0: yeah like otters are slender smooth in the water and hairy and cute you know what a bear is right i know what a bear is yeah a bear you know uh yeah yeah. fucking slobs and (laughs) (laughs) like i immediately think of bear and i'm like oh yeah burt kreischer tom segura but they have a great podcast called two bears one cave and so
1: there goes our bear demographic
0: Yes, but then there's like, I don't know. I don't identify as a otter. What? I have no body hair whatsoever. I am a smooth, elegant specimen. Some people have called me a dolphin, which I'll take. Not a river dolphin, because those animals are garbage. Um, but like I've been called an, an eel, which is not flattering. They're like, oh, yeah, you're, like, slippery when you're wet. And I'm like, okay, never say that again, Mom. Um, but I have embraced the term twunk, which is a a a twink, an elder twink. <laughs> elder twink just sounds like, uh, like I'm looking for the Triforce or something in Legend of Zelda. Legend of Zelda. There it is. Um, but, yeah, a twink is, like, a young boy who's, like, gay, and he's, like, skinny but now i've grown into a hunky stature so i am a mix of twink and hunk put them together twunk and that's how we kick off pride season right there on just saying you nailed it so went to otter pop so much fun the dj was fantastic they actually played all of the songs all the way through which i was like shocked because i hate that about djs they'll be like you start the song and then all of a sudden it goes into the next song because everyone has the attention span of like a, a, a fruit fly. Um, sorry, don't want to offend the fruit fly community. Um, non-vegetable insect community. Uh, but it was fun until I realized that I was only in jeans and a t-shirt and I felt Old. I looked around and I said to my friends, "I don't think I'm non-binary enough to be here." <laughs> I mean, everyone was like, snatched, had makeup, wearing little next to nothing. People were wearing dresses and lingerie, and I was, I, I was just like, dad, just chaperoning the party. I was like, kids, make sure there's no fentanyl on that. You guys have fun, but it was such a fun time. I had a great time. I definitely want to go back. It's def, it's the last Saturday of. Every month here in Los Angeles. So if you're ever out there and want to like change a scene, go to Otter Pop in Silver Lake. Then yesterday, I went to my friend Lance Bass's uh, barbecue, and it was awesome. I haven't seen Lance since last Pride, last June. He had a a, a little party at the uh, SLS Hotel in Beverly Hills. And then he had kids in October. He has two twins, beautiful babies that I've only seen on Instagram, which is weird. But then I actually got to meet them and they're just the coolest babies. So I got him like a nice little first Father's Day gift bag. And he had uh, these people making hamburgers and hot dogs and, 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 and jalapeno poppers, which I kept visiting frequently. I wore a caftan. Because, of course. And it was just so great. Uh, The house was beautiful, set up for Memorial Day. Sherry O'Terry was there, who I got to see again. I haven't seen her since their actual engagement party. I definitely want to try and get her on the podcast. And we just had such a good time catching up. I mean, I never in a million years thought I'd be, like, friends with Sherry O'Terry, Especially, like, being a kid in the 90s and watching the Spartan cheerleaders with her. And Will Ferrell and just simmer down now. All that. And, and she is exactly like that in person. Um, uh, Lauren Lapkus was there. Arden Mirren was there. Um, and then I was sitting at the table inside talking to my friend Holly, who was on Big Brother. So we're catching up talking about all that. And then I look over to my right and JC Shazay is sitting right next to me. And I was like, and he was so cool. It was him and his girlfriend, I believe. And I texted my sister and was like, so uh, yeah, JC and I are like best friends now. Um, I'm also friends with Lance. So I'm gearing up to like, now that Justin Timberlake will never be In NSYNC again, I volunteer as tribute to be the Justin of the NSYNC uh, boy band reunion tour. And it was really cool. And I was making him laugh, which was kind of cool, too. So, JC, if you ever want to come on the podcast, please let me know. So, yeah, had a great Memorial Day weekend. It was fun. Caught up on the staircase. However, you guys saw in my stories a couple days ago that I was watching this weird show. And you guys are like, what are you watching? Now, we mentioned before, summer movies are coming out. We've got Lost World, Jurassic Park. Dominion, which I cannot wait to see. I love dinosaurs. I watched Prehistoric Planet on Apple Plus, narrated by David Attenborough. Now, it's five episodes. It's way too short. I wanted more. And it is just beautiful. I mean... It goes from, like, the coastal regions to the deserts to the mountains to the fresh waters, and I think the last one is, like, ice or something like that. But it was so good, it gives you an updated approach to, like, what dinosaurs really were like. So Jurassic Park raptors, not BBC raptors. The BBC raptors are, like, feathered and weird lizards, and they can't fly. And I loved it. However, a lot of sex, a lot of sex. And I think watching this documentary, I was just kind of like, wow, T-Rexes are whores just like us. (laughs) Because everything would start off would be like, here we have a very rare specimen Related to Tyrannosaurus Rex After the rains have fallen, it goes to the coastal plains for one reason and one reason only To go to Pound Town. You're like, wait a minute, what what? David Poundtown? Yes, that's right, you heard me. These T Rexes wanna bone it down. I'm like, whoa 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 whoa. whoa, whoa. So I do say if you have children at home and you're watching this, get ready to explain some things. Never in a million years did I I think I was ready for a T-Rex with baby fork arms that are trying to invade your home to mount up on a actual other T-Rex. And then you just hear them. They're like, "Mm -hmm." and you're like, oh, well, now I'm involved. This is this is now I'm an onlooker. So I guarantee it, it's a series well worth watching. It's beautiful. It just takes you back to the old years of Pangea when the world was simple. <laughs> I honestly, and then I thought to myself, like, what if there's like some crazy Christians watching this? And they're asking themselves, Where's Adam and Eve? This ain't my prehistoric planet. Where's Adam and Eve? I need to see giraffes. And people, in the same scenario with these dinosaurs. But then I came across this story. Uh, everything scares me. My mom texts me daily about monkeypox. She's like, have you heard about monkey pox? I'm like, mom, it's Memorial Day. I'm at a barbecue. I'm not Googling the pox of monkeys. I don't, I'm fine. So we have monkeypox. we've got crazy people with guns, we've had murder hornets, we've had uh,
1: the devil in that rock,
0: the devil, the yeah, the demon under the rock, um, and then every now and then you'll get an article saying like, meteor about to hit Earth, JK, and you're like, oh God, just do it already. I feel like Jennifer Love Hewitt, I'm like, what are you waiting for? <laughs> We're right here. That was a great reference. Thank you. That's the kind of references I like to bring to the table. A good Jennifer Love Hewitt. I know what you did last summer, but me with big tits yelling into the sky to an asteroid that might hit us. What are
2: you waiting for?
0: But we're going to add this to the table. An underwater Kavachi volcano erupts. Sure. Volcanoes erupt all the time. But what makes this volcano eruption special, you ask? Well, mutant sharks have been released into the ocean. Yep. Mutant sharks. It's like we're getting attacked from all ends. We're getting Everything.
1: Air, land, and sea. There is no way out.
0: You cannot escape this. Now, the reason I'm bringing up sharks is because we just got our first great white shark sighting off the coast of Cape Cod which is like, you know, uh, Massachusetts, Boston, Provincetown, they have like signs up. It's like where Jaws was supposed to be filmed. Oh, also shout out to the little kid in Jaws because now he's like the sheriff of that town. Life. That's a career trajectory. He Full probably... circle. He yeah. <laughs> I was in that movie Jaws. Vote for me. Um. So yes, mutant sharks. So before you step into the water this summer, beware, there could be a toxic... Fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle shark swimming below your feet. Now, off the coast of the Solomon Islands lies the Kavachi Volcano, the most active underwater volcano in the Pacific Ocean. Underwater volcanoes are known as submarine volcanoes, the more you know. So, this thing erupts, and it was dubbed... Uh, this volcano has also been dubbed as a shark which stars Tara Reid in Ion Zeering on sci-fi, coming out sometime soon, I'm sure. Now, the Sharkcano is home to two species of sharks living in the submerged crater. These sharks, which include scalloped hammerheads, already, no, I don't like that name. You're already out? Scalloped hammerheads. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. What is it? I feel like Linda Richman in SNL. S&O, I'm like, a scalloped hammerhead's neither a scallop nor a hammerhead. Disgust. And silky sharks. Now we're talking. I like a silky shark. They were discovered during a scientific expedition in Kavachi in 2015. And now we go on. Populations of gelatinous animals, small fish and sharks. Who observed inside the active crater, raising new questions about the ecology of active submarine volcanoes and the extreme environments in which large marine animals can exist. Thanks, David. My pleasure. And they all barebacked raw. Wait, David, get out of here. <laughs> God. The world is filled with incredible surprises and this is what keeps the world so fascinating. We don't know everything and there is so much more to be discovered. We recently shared the underground ancient forest that was discovered in China, which is further proof that so much lies beneath the surface of both land and water. So this region of the Kavachi volcano has been given the name Sharkcano due to the inhabitants living in its harsh, harsh conditions. These creatures live... Inside this thing, underground, and it stretches down 1.2 kilometers to the ocean floor. The recent eruption was captured by NASA using the operational land imager, a powerful scanning telescope aboard the orbiting Landsat and satellite. Okay, sure. Landsat 8 satellite. It's capable of taking on... Okay. So this image shows a large plume of discolored water being thrown into the air and now these fucking abominations are loose. Now the reason they're being called mutants is because the water around it is very sulfuric. They they have like been breeding in there and mutating. I'm sure they don't have like eyes. Again, I'm getting very like Appalachian coal miner vibes, but sharks. So, I'm even wondering like if they can even live above this volcanic eruption in like normal coastal waters here's hoping not but i'm i'm gonna just start a prediction now we are gonna have our very first mutant shark attack maybe hopefully not a person Maybe like a little baby seal or something will be like you know away from its pack, and this thing's gonna come out like a mosasaurus and just be like, Aah! like like Jason at the end of Friday the Thirteenth when she's like in the sleep, she's in the canoe and she's asleep and she's like, ah, oh, it was all a dream, and she looks over at the coast and they're like,
2: Stacy, come back, and she's like, I will, I'm on my way. Let me just get my 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 paddle oar
0: and puts it in there, and then that and then Jason comes out and he's like, ah. Slow motion, bald, mutated, disfigured, elephantitis of the forehead. This shark's going to breach water, and we're all going to be horrified. And we're not going to call it Jaws. We're going to call it ah!
1: <laughs> I mean, if you remember from a previous episode, my biggest fear is sharks with legs. I mean, we're, we're getting close with mutant sharks.
0: I would take a shark with
1: legs. You want a shark running after you? I mean, Get it's not going to like be out, out of it.
0: the water. Like, it's not going to be like one of those. Remember those, like that cartoon uh, with the. <laughs> <Street sharks. laughs> it was like Ninja Turtles, but they were sharks. Street sharks. What was it? Street, Street sharks. Yeah. yeah. Street sharks.
1: Yeah, that's terrifying. I. It, yeah, they can be out of the water if they have legs. Who know, all bets are off. But don't they have to stay wet? Not if they're. If they I have- mean, don't we all? Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. If, if they have legs, I think all rules are out the window.
0: But if it's, if, 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 okay. Okay. So street sharks are heroes. They're here to protect people and the common good. street, Street sharks, arch nemesis are the volcano mutant sharks. So that's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for the mutant sharks to make landfall And then they're like, ah, humanity, we are here (laughs) to ruin you. And then we actually get the sharks with legs being like, not if we have anything to do with it, get them, Hammerhead, you know, and then we actually went, it's, that would be a great day to like mushroom.
1: I'm, I'm telling you that you can call them good or bad. I don't really care what side of the line you think they're on, Mm -hmm. but if I see a shark in dungarees, like if they're wearing jeans and boots, I'm Mm -hmm. shooting it. I'm killing it.
0: Yeah. And also just a, just a, uh, 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 God, how do I even put this without, I don't want to offend, you know, someone's going to be like, they don't prefer the term mutant. <laughs> God damn it. What do we call them then? Abominations. That's what you call them.
2: Um, heads up as the leader of the, uh, anti-mutant shark movement. Um, they prefer the term, of. Submarine Aquatic
0: Misfits. (laughs) Oh, okay. Thanks, Stacey, with an EY. So, yes. Get ready, because summer is here, and the mutant sharks are ready. And I hope you guys are all ready, too, because June is wedding season and pride season. June is here. A lot of people get married in June, I guess, because it's sunny and... All the flowers are in bloom or something like that. But I love a good prank, and I love a good wedding prank. Now, this story came to me, and I just thought it was kind of amazing. It's brought to you by the New York Post, the the best news out there. (laughs) This woman's prank at her sister's wedding completely backfired on her. Now, story goes... Everyone always remembers how awkward it would be if someone was just making an objection during a wedding ceremony. You know the term. It's like, if anybody has anything to say that these two shouldn't be married, speak now or forever hold your peace. And someone's like, well, I've got something to say. And they turn around and it's Darkwing Duck. No, it's not. It's a lady in a red dress. And she's like, hello, boys, it's me again. One woman completely ignored that fact and she decided to pull a prank on her sister's big day and it completely backfired. Now, this was in the category that we discovered on this podcast, am I the asshole? which is AT what is it AITA. That's the category on Reddit. So, my 23-year-old sister uh got engaged Two years ago, she wrote on Reddit, and she wanted to know if it was funny or if she was indeed an asshole. She says, I don't hate my sister. We were never the closest of sisters due to our age difference, but we didn't hate each other. Her fiance, now husband, is a great man. I'm really happy for them. So fast forward to the wedding ceremony when the priest finally said, are there any objections? She stood up and said, I object. Long pause. (laughs) Because this couple is way too cute for each other, she said. Sounds harmless. I really just said that as a joke, she said. I thought it was something we could all laugh about at the reception. But I could visibly see the color drain off of my sister's face the moment I stood up. She said that her joke didn't really get any laughs. (laughs) And her sister looked away, pretending that she didn't care. But I knew she probably did. Oh, she fucking cared. I sat down and the ceremony continued. At the reception, she went up to her sister and congratulated her, but she absolutely blew up. She told me my joke wasn't funny and that I ruined her mood, her happiness, and her special day. And she wished she was never bored. No, I'm just kidding. She says she was shocked. Insisting that the prank wasn't even that big of a deal, she continued, I was joking, not actually objecting. I argued back with those points, and she just walked away from me. So this morning, she woke up with tons of notifications from family members saying that she's an asshole for doing that. But I think everyone was just overreacting. It was truly just a joke. So question, am I the asshole? So this woman was looking for people to back her up. That she'd been funny with her actions, but the majority of the people who argued said she (laughs) was an asshole. Way to cause a scene on their big day. How desperate for attention are you? One person wrote. As a real-life minister, this guy added, Minister here, it gets worse. Some places, if someone objects during the ceremony, you're required to stop and investigate, even if it's a joke. I had no idea. So some officiants won't even continue the ceremony that day uh so this woman could have literally derailed the whole wedding. The only way a bride is finding this funny is if you object during a rehearsal slash walkthrough, not the actual fucking wedding, a third person commented. Yeah.
1: I mean, I don't think the fact that she ate a plate of shit is why she's an asshole or tried to do it like she extended the wedding, which to me is the asshole move. Weddings are too long as it is.
0: Right. And also, I'm assuming that this woman was a bridesmaid.
1: I don't know. She said they weren't close. It's very possible she wasn't. Wouldn't she have been on the stage?
0: That's what I'm saying.
1: Oh, it sounds.
0: So they would have all been there. Well,
1: no, it sounds like she was in a seat. Maybe she wasn't a bridesmaid. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So honey, if you're not a bridesmaid, just Addie literally take your seat. Yeah, That's what you're supposed to do. If, if, if you're not even like close enough to your sister where you're not even invited to be a bridesmaid, sit down and shut up. And also this isn't like a this isn't like a Kill Tony podcast. You know, you don't get like 1 minute to be like I'm going to crack everyone up. This day's about her, but really, it's about me. Now I know a lot of people would Killed for an opportunity like that to be like, all right, I've been warming up my whole life for this to wreck my sister's wedding. <laughs> I get nervous. Even in, I remember my brother getting married. My sister got married. Um, And I remember standing there and they're like, if anybody has anything to say, speak now, forever hold your peace. And I was like, oh, please, no one say anything. <laughs> But see what she should have done, and she should have taken this from the Justin Martindale "ruin a wedding" handbook. When the minister asks if there's anyone who objects to the wedding, there needs to be a loud crash—very telenovela, like, like drop, um, uh, uh crash into the into the uh, uh, champagne tier. Or just already be shit-faced and just be like, I have something to say. Cue the fog machine. <laughs> Lots of fog. Doors open. And then you just walk down and just be like, hello, everyone. Like, just like Maleficent at the baby shower just just scorning everyone. That's how you ruin a wedding. But I hope I hope this... I, I also like the fact that she was like, am I an asshole? And everyone's like, yeah, bitch, you are. <laughs> like, and also, this sister is probably a bridezilla from the get-go, where she's just like, everything has to be perfect. It's my June wedding. But, yes, here it Just Saying, we are saying, you're an asshole.
1: I will respect this. I respect that she didn't use alcohol as an excuse.
0: That we know of.
1: Well, we, we don't know, but she could have easily tried to get out by saying, I had a few drinks.
0: She True. Did, so, But let's be real. One of my favorite... um types of bloopers are wedding bloopers it's news it's news anchor bloopers and then wedding bloopers and there's that one blooper of the one and I don't think we've like figured out if it was staged or 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 not I don't know if you've seen it John but it was where the um uh the guy who has the ring he goes up to 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 hand the ring off to the to the groom And mind you, they're, like, on a platform that's, like, above a pool. It's, like, high up. And it's, like, a beautiful beautiful view. It looks like it's at, like, a resort or, like, some sort of hotel. And he trips. And when he trips, he bumps into the bride. The bride then falls back into the minister. And then he tries to grab her. The minister grabs the bride. And the bride and the minister fly back. And land in the pool. Everyone's shocked. Everyone's like, oh my God. But we don't know if it's staged. I mean, I'm sure the wedding's over. But also I love the ones where there's like 55 people on a dock and then the dock gives way and they all fall into the ocean. And then eaten by mutant sharks.
1: Well, why can't things just be Think. Why does there always have to be a production now? I feel like Because
0: we live in America. It's the best country.
1: It, it, it drives me nuts. We can't just go through... The, we can't just go through the motions. Everything needs to be a production. Everybody has to outdo each other. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, the 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 uh, baby the gender reveal. Oh,
0: causing uh, fires! Like,
1: what? Why can't we just say, "Hey guys, it's a girl." Yeah, get me some pink shit. Like it, that's all out the window.
0: People just try to outdo each other.
1: I'm seeing people getting hit with baseballs that are supposed to like blow a, a color smoke, and they're just. The husband hits a line drive, hits the wife in the head. She's knocked out with a baby. and her, it's not, Like, what are we doing?
0: Because that's going to give us new content for new new spinoff series. So it's like, mark my words, we're going to have an HBO Max show called The Gender Reveal. And it's going to be about that guy who hits the baseball and hits his wife. She dies at the gender reveal. We'll save the baby. Baby gets saved. Baby gets saved. But wife dies, and then you find out that he purposely hit her in the head at the gender reveal All a la staircase
1: yeah bring on the asteroid
0: it's gonna it'll it's gonna make a fortune we might have just pitched hollywood its newest hit series no pun intended <laughs> yeah, I, I, i'm ready for
1: the asteroid bring it on are you watching the staircase no i can't Ugh. i can't enough is enough like there's no there's nothing that's gonna be better than the documentary because that's the true story
0: oh it's so weird I'm so because sick of hearing i didn't of know i knew of i knew of the 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 uh, documentary, Lauren Lapkus was like, you've got to watch the documentary. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll I'll check it out. But it starts off with maybe she was drunk and fell down the staircase. And then it was maybe her husband choked her and then just like smashed her head into the staircase because her skull isn't fractured. And then I watched this week's episode. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the staircase, check it out. But they were like, she was attacked by an owl. Yep. Ugh. Could you imagine? There's nothing more terrifying. If I die because of an owl, I'm coming back and haunting the shit out of this place. That would be humiliating. So she goes outside to, like, take her trash out, and it's like, whoo <whistles> whoo! It just, like, <laughs> just... There was nothing more, like, I... I like. I want that as like a like a gif or a of something just Tony Collette running with an owl on her head.
1: That's gonna be the new t shirt. Beware of owls.
0: Owls are symbols of death. Yeah. That's yeah. gonna
1: be our new t-shirt. Should we get the yeah. merch going? Beware of owls.
0: Yeah, and aliens. And
1: <laughs> Beware of, and then just a blank line.
0: Beware of the owl. Yeah. God, I know, but it's so Oh, I know. Add that to my list of terror. Owls. Now, This was a prank that went wrong, obviously. Here was another prank, a pride prank, if you will, (laughs) because it is Pride Month. We have a man who is in disguise, attacked the famed painting, the Mona Lisa, with cream in an apparent climate protest, because nothing says climate change like a good cream, (laughs) A 36-year-old man disguised as an elderly woman, Mrs. Doubtfire, in a wheelchair. So this was a man disguised as an elderly woman in a wheelchair. So, transgender. <laughs> I hate me too, don't worry. Yeah, I, I was going to say... <laughs> So a man disguised as an elderly woman in a wheelchair tried to smear a cake-like substance. Gross. No, just say cake-like. Don't say... No, say sub... I don't need it to be cake-like. Is it cake or is it not? I don't need cake-like. That could go so many ways. On the Mona Lisa this past Memorial Day weekend in an apparent climate-related protest at the Louvre in Paris. In the Louvre. Is it Louvre or Louvre? Louvre. Louvre? Yeah. Louvre. Yeah, the Louvre. I've clearly been there. He has since been referred to a police psychiatric unit. Thank God. Glad some police did some shit. Videos circulated online of the man arguing and urging artists to think of the earth after trying to break the protective glass around the Da Vinci masterpiece, which was unharmed. Thank God. (laughs) The Paris prosecutor's office said Monday that it was opening an investigation into damage of cultural artifacts after hospitalizing the man. One video clip showed the security guards escorting the man out, of, out in French. Oh, God, a French escort. That's pissed. A French exit. That's, a, that's, that's pissed off. Think of the earth. There are people who are destroying the earth. Think about it. Artists tell you, think of the earth. That's why I did this. You think it was uh, Greta? Huh? You think Greta was involved? Greta Thunberg was not involved. Okay, good. I don't think Greta Thunberg was involved at all in this. I don't think... um, Because I think Greta wouldn't use cake. Because I think Greta's, like, vegan or, like... She, Greta Thunberg has, like, all of the allergies. And I think if... if I think if it was defacing like the Mona Lisa, she'd be like,
2: how dare you deface the Mona Lisa?
0: I think it'd be something like that. Other clips showed staff cleaning off what appeared to be, no, just say it appeared to be, not what appeared to be white cake or cream. ...from the bulletproof protective glass around the 16th century painting. The Louvre did not immediately respond to a request for comment. The Mona Lisa house in one of the world's most storied museums has been targeted before. In 1911, the painting was stolen by a museum employee. In 1956, in two separate incidents, it was hit by acid... Damn! ...and a rock... ...after which the painting was encased in glass to prevent further damage later in 2009 a woman attacked it with a ceramic cup damn this poor woman she's going through it and a ceramic cup
1: that's a lot that that that's a lot
3: Just before Halloween in 1985, a pipe bomb exploded in an office building in downtown Salt Lake City, killing a man and leaving the entire city on edge. As the smoke cleared and investigators began the search for answers, it became terrifyingly clear that this was just the beginning. Suddenly, looking for the culprit became a race against time. Hi, I'm Jeremy Schwartz, host of the new true crime history podcast, American Criminal we take you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side to the American dream. In our latest season, the desperate hunt for a killer leads the authorities through the complicated world of historic document collectors, and eventually right to the door of the Mormon church. Listen to American Criminal The Salt Lake City Bombings wherever you get your podcasts or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes subscribe at intohistory.com You
0: know what'll get this painting clean? Oh boy. Some good old soap Guys, stop using fucking bad soap. You deserve some fucking good soap from fuckinggoodsoap.com. Yep, you heard it. Fucking Good Soap was started in 2018 in Portland, Oregon, with one purpose in mind, to create the best bar of soap ever made and give Big Soap the middle finger while doing it. Fucking Good Soap is not just the name of the company, it's a promise. It's handcrafted in a small batch process with only seven natural organic ingredients and they start at just $7 each. Some of the scents include spearmint, peppermint, ginger, lime, cucumber, melon, and of course the insanely popular Man Bar. With its perfect combination of mahogany and musk. FGS is not responsible for any child support payments you may incur after using. Now let me tell you this. They have a bar of soap called Fuckboy. You heard me. And it smells like Abercrombie and Fitch Woods. The soap is so good. It's very clean. It washes off very smooth. And I'm sorry. I'm kind of loving it. Also, the um spearmint peppermint one, Father's Day is around the corner. You know what feels good on your balls? Peppermint. Just saying. <laughs> So, support a small business, smell fucking good, feel fucking good, and fuck some shit up. Go to fuckinggoodsoap.com and use the promo code just J U S T for 10% off your entire order. That's promo code just J U S T for 10% off your entire order. So, this morning I was scrolling through uh, social media and came across uh, this new Disney Plus. They're releasing a whole bunch of trailers that are coming out soon. Uh, They just released Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is like his own origin story or whatever. I'm not a big Star Wars guy, but I'll probably get into it. So they showed the um, live action Pinocchio from the studio that brought you the Lion King. And Beauty and the Beast comes the tale of a puppet come to life, which is fucking terrifying in itself. Pinocchio, starring Tom Hanks. Now, this it looks exactly like the cartoon Pinocchio. It's got Luke Evans in it. It's got Tom Hanks. I think, uh, um, uh, Michael Key, uh, what's his name? Uh, Keegan Michael Key. Keegan Michael Key. Yeah, yeah, he's in it. So, uh, 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 Cynthia Revo plays the blue fairy. So, you're gonna get some like good cameos playing uh the characters but it is very like okay I just want to see the whale which I hope they have altered into a mutant shark I need Monstro to be a mutant shark so I was like you know what we need we need a live action Winnie the Pooh and guys it came true because We have a new live-action version, but this isn't the Winnie the Pooh that we all have grown to love. Oh, no. This is a dark turn. This movie is called Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey. (laughs) Now, despite the best efforts of the Walt Disney Company... The rights to A.A. Mind's beloved bear Winnie the Pooh entered the public domain back in December, and Jagged Edge Productions and director Reese Frake-Waterfield, sure, have wasted little time in capitalizing on the Mouse House's lack of exclusivity on the classic property with a twisted take on Pooh and Friends in the new horror film Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. As revealed by uh, Dread Central, a batch of first-look images have arrived online for the film, which is described simply as a horror retelling of the famous legend of Winnie the Pooh. And as you can see from the stills, Pooh Bear and Piglet have ventured out of the 100-acre wood in search of blood and honey, presumably. So here's some of the plot details we have. I mean, look at... Fuck off. No. No. This... If you can see this, uh, these clips, this I'm assuming is Piglet and Pooh, and you have some girl in a jacuzzi. Of course, because nothing says, "Ooh, I wonder if it's Christopher Robin's like granddaughter or something."
1: Uh, and my my guess would be her name is like Christina or something. Where that's the Christopher Robin.
0: She could be Chris Christine Robin. Yeah. Oh my God, we already like know the. That's, plot what, they, line. that's
1: what they do in these movies. They they just take a character and gender swap it.
0: It's very like Airbnb, like there's a bunch of kids. They're like, oh my God, let's go Let's go wine tasting at
2: the 100-acre wood. Yeah. Hey, have you guys heard the story about Winnie the Pooh and Piglet? But that's an old tale. No, guys, it's real. Apparently, Winnie the Pooh got his head stuck in another beehive, and that day he snapped and went on a killing spree. He ripped off Eeyore's tail and ate it, and then he gutted Tigger right in front of... Kanga and Rue.
0: <laughs> yeah, so this just looks like it looks like The Strangers, which is one of my favorite horror films, Same. where uh Liv Tyler and her fiance, they have like this horrible proposal gone wrong, and they stay in this like cabin and these guys show up with masks and end up killing them so we have an update on this film the director has now spoken a variety about the project revealing that in his version of the film Pooh and piglet set off on a murderous rampage after being abandoned by christopher robin when he heads off to college oh shit
1: this is an, ab- an abandonment issue
0: oh yeah this is this is this is abandonment issues. I'm also. I wouldn't be surprised if we get a Woody and Buzz story where they kill everybody when Andy goes off to college. So Christopher Robin is pulled away from them, and he he's not given. Ooh, he's not given them food. It's made Pooh and Piglet's life quite difficult. Oh bother. Because they've had to fend for themselves so much, they've essentially become feral. So they've gone back to their animal roots. They're no longer tame. They're like a vicious bear and pig who want to go around and try and find prey.
1: Okay, I have a question. Go for it. Do you think it starts with a dark turn where Eeyore finally takes his life?
0: Where Eeyore does? Yeah, I, I feel, hope not. I
1: feel like we lose ER, Eeyore very early in this.
0: Well, didn't you hear that thing where like, like they all represent like disorders?
1: Yeah, that checks out.
0: <laughs> like Tigger's like like anxiety or no?
1: ADD. It has to be ADD.
0: Yeah, ADD. Eeyore has depression. Piglet is like a warrior, Rabbit's like obsessive compulsive. And Pooh is, uh, a I guess, a glutton.
1: Yeah, sounds about right.
0: But where are the other ones? That's, I mean, that's what I want. If we're going to do feral animals, I need feral piglet, feral Pooh, give me a feral donkey, feral tiger, that's terrifying, and feral rabbit, feral kangaroo, and right back to the fucking staircase feral owl the owl that's gonna be a good one that's where it is I don't know I'm going to check this out this was something that popped up also Annalyn McCord remember her from the like Putin I'm sorry I was at your mom (laughs) we were like shut up Annalyn McCord she's in a new movie that I saw called Titanic 666 yeah she is which is about the white star line they're I guess they're doing a It's like the third or fourth sister ship to the original Titanic. And they're setting out on the main voyage that the Titanic went from, where do they go from, like Scotland to New York or something like that? And they all have phones, they've got social media, and they find out that the ghosts of Titanic and demons, I'm sure, are all there to make this fucking boat sink again so much so it's gonna scare the shit out of you and it will make sure that your heart will not go on but I'm here for it but speaking of poo a group of parents and uh let's let's just call them bored people let's call them bored people with no sex lives
1: that, that, that's probably correct.
0: Yeah, that sounds... I, I, I read this and I was like, is this fake? And then I looked into it and I was like, oh no, it's real. And it's sad. Parents in London are protesting against the peach emoji because that's where we're at as they feel the meaning behind it has turned sexual. So here's a bunch of parents who uh, are tired of people... Using the delicate, juicy peach emoji as um, sexual.
1: I'm more shocked that it's coming out of the UK, uh, uh, out of London than Georgia. Like, what?
0: Georgia loves their peaches.
1: Yeah. Justin
0: Bieber gets his peaches down in Georgia. That's what I heard. But also, like, go home go home and i'm sorry why are you is this is this your day did you wake up and go guys peach protest <laughs> on the corner at tea time don't be late hands off our peaches say some of the signs peaches are not posteriors go home you're bored Give me a good British name. Cornwall. No. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good one. No, uh, uh, Catherine, are you going to lead us into the peach protest? Like, this is just so stupid. And also, if you have a problem with your kids using the peach emoji is like, ass, maybe spend time with your kids. Just saying.
1: Plus, there are, there are so many other emojis we could be getting rid of. I mean, is the
0: eggplant okay?
1: Do they not know of the eggplant emoji? I don't think there was any other use for that emoji. Right. What else? Like, people aren't saying... I gotta go pick up some eggplants. Yeah, what do I need from the store? Eggplants. Like, what?
0: You know what's weird? Ever since the eggplant emoji has been introduced into, like, pop culture, I'll go to the store and I'll just see, like, the eggplants, and I'm like... (laughs) (laughs) I know what's going on down there.
1: They Mm -hmm. ruined eggplants for you.
0: But, yeah... Like, like what's next? The cucumber emoji is the, is the poor dancing lady in the red dress going to be attacked because her dress is too red. Are there other emojis? Isn't there like what else? What other sexual emojis are there?
1: There's a middle finger emoji. Nobody There's a middle
0: finger that. emoji. That's the emoji they I want to use to these the, people. Cl- the
1: white supremacy logo. That's not
0: a white supremacy, is it?
1: Yeah. The the OK logo with your hands. It looks like a Playboy bunny, but it's supposedly the white supremacy logo. The, oh, the, the God. There's boys. an
0: emoji for everything. Proud Boys. If you're going to cancel emoji here, What what emoji do I hate?
1: Oh, I my boss uses one that I fucking hate.
0: Which one? Oh no, like the hang ten kahuna yeah, one?
1: Yeah, I hate it. it He'll say that as like uh the, the same way we would use a, a thumbs up or 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 like a like a okay, just mm-hmm. think okay. He'll do that and, and Emily LaFord and I hate it. We hate it.
0: I feel like the the peach emoji is is not offensive at all.
1: No, it's a fruit
0: and I'm really sad for these UK people
1: yeah I mean
0: because uh, we all have them we all have a peach and if someone like texted me like hey nice peach I'd be like you get it you know you have good taste but here's someone who doesn't have good taste (laughs) talking about the staircase documentary on this John you actually sent this my way this story How to murder your husband, writer, found guilty of, wait for it, murdering her husband. This is one of those stories where it's like, it was right there in front of us all along.
1: Well, I mean, the the good news is we don't have to read her book because she's clearly very
0: bad. Yeah, thanks. I don't have to go to Barnes & Noble now. Yeah,
1: it's a terrible advice, obviously. Got but I'm
0: interested in this story because I, I, I briefly skimmed it, but I'm going to read it for you guys now. Portland, Oregon. Fucking good soap. A jury in Portland has convicted a self-published romance novelist who once wrote an essay titled How to Murder Your Husband of fatally shooting her husband four years ago. The jury of seven women, well, there you go, and five <laughs> men found Nancy Crampton Brophy 71, guilty of second-degree murder Wednesday after deliberating over two days in Chef Daniel Brophy's death. Brophy, 63, oh, so he was a younger gentleman, oh. Oh, was killed June 2nd as he prepped for work at the Oregon Culinary Institute in southwest Portland. Crampton Brophy displayed no visible reaction Wednesday inside the crowded county courtroom. Uh, One of the Crampton Brophy's attorneys said the defense team plans to appeal because, of course, prosecutors told the jurors that Crampton Brophy was motivated by money problems and a life insurance policy. She said during the trial, however, that she had no reason to kill her husband and that their financial problems had largely been solved by cashing in a chunk of Brophy's retirement savings plan. She owned the same make and model of gun used to kill her husband and was seen on surveillance camera footage driving to and from the Culinary Institute, Mm. court exhibits and court testimony showed. So they never found the weapon that killed her husband, Prosecutors allege she swapped out the barrel and used, uh, used in the shooting and then discarded it. Defense attorneys said the gun parts were inspiration for Crampton's writing and suggested someone else might have killed Brophy during a robbery gone wrong. But she testified during the trial and said her presence near the culinary school on the day of her husband's death was mere coincidence and she had parked in the area to work on her writing.
1: Hmm. This must have been the shortest book ever. It sounds like she did everything wrong.
0: Yeah. I agree. I agree. It's like she... So she detailed various options for committing an untraceable killing and professed a desire to avoid getting caught. So the judge ultimately excluded the essay from the trial, noting it was published in 2011. Her prosecutor, however, alluded to the essay's themes without naming it as she took the stand... She's remained in custody since her arrest back in September 2018, several months after her husband was shot. Her sentencing has been scheduled for June 13th.
1: Yeah, we just filed this uh in are you an asshole?
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah, right? Am I an asshole? I wrote a book about how to kill your husband and then I did it. Am I am I an asshole? Yes, and you did it wrong. You are. Now, Here's someone who is an asshole, but not an asshole because she's so smart. And I want to not like this person, but I get it. We all have a hustle. We're all hustling day to day, trying to pay for gas, which is $17 a gallon. And this woman, we've mentioned her earlier. Yes, that's right. The woman who sold her farts in jars. And then went to the hospital because she had like intestinal problems.
1: I think it was a heart heart problem. She started yeah, because she's farting problem. in
0: jars. Yeah, she started having heart problems when the farts start affecting your heart. So she's back at it now. She's the most inventive entrepreneur since um, that woman on Mutant Shark Tank. Now, after making a fortune selling jars full of her farts this was a real thing i'm not crazy 90 day fiance star stephanie matto has now founded another unusual side business hawking bottles of her boob sweat the 31 year old who was forced to suspend the sale of her flatulence following a heart attack scare back in january that's right god we were great We were great then, and we're still great now. She came up with a new venture just in time for summer, and it's already providing itself highly lucrative. If boob sweat is the new side hustle, I'm here for it, Matto. Enthused in an interview with Pam, or Jam Press, Pam. Sounds like there'd be a woman named Pam interviewing this. (laughs) Jam press, it's going to be a hot girl summer and my boobs are already sweating, so let's bottle it and sell it, she said. Connecticut-based Matto says, it can take her just 15 minutes to produce a jar full of boob sweat. Girl.
1: I'm going to assume she's single right now.
0: Go to a clinic. (laughs) Go to a clinic. That is not... A, a full jar in fifteen minutes. Ugh. Oh, if she's lounging by a pool on a sunny day, sure, but still a full jar—that's a lot of titty sweat. So this is what she's doing: day in the life, making thousands of dollars selling my tata sweat in bottles. She put it on TikTok. So I want to know. Let's see. Let's see if we get a price on how much these are. Um, if the weather's warm enough, the blonde beauty is able to produce enough perspiration to fill 10 bottles, which are subsequently sold off at $500 a pop on her X-rated site. We have to quit everything and start selling ball sweat. I mean,
1: I could actually also be selling boob sweat. I'm grossly overweight
0: if you want a bottle of John's boob sweat ten dollars ten dollars yeah way to believe in yourself well I could fill up I walk 10 feet I could fill up a jar <laughs> I mean boob sweat I mean uh she goes okay this is this is her selling point I love sitting by the pool but it's also hard work. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so here's my question.
1: Do you think she's sitting in a lounge chair and just has a line of bottles underneath the lounge chair that she just drips into?
0: That's what I want. Because that's what I want. If someone sees this woman, where is she, in Connecticut or something? Yeah. yeah. So if you're, you're in a hot Connecticut summer and you see this woman with vials or jars just collecting her boob sweat, I need you to record her doing it because that's what I want. I want to see people being like, "What? what is she doing? I like um, Undercover Boss. That's what I like, where people like see, is this natural uh, boob sweat? Is it organic? Is it farm to table? (laughs) Is it free-range titty sweat? That's what I need to know. The reality star is aware that sitting in the sun all day can be dangerous. Well, good. Good for her. So she's just trying to take appropriate safety measures to protect herself. It's a lesson Matto learned that the hard way after doctors determined her heart attack scare was caused by her forcing out flatulence for her fart in a jar business. So if the heart attack won't kill her from forcing out farts, maybe the sun's horrific, uh, ultraviolet rays might. The starlet raked in a fortune And hit international headlines by selling off her gas, but the impact on her body was so severe that she was left with serious chest pains. I want to be smart, start off slow, and have sustainable growth that doesn't overwhelm my body. This is why I hate her, but I get it.
1: I mean to me it's the same thing as I was having this conversation with my friend Molly shout out Molly about foot picks. Right. Like, if it, if you if you're going to make money off of it, why? I I can't blame because there's you.
0: some turd out there a toad turd yeah. who's just sitting in his in his couch in his dirty underwear who's just like ugh. Yeah. Boob sweat. ugh, uh. And what do you do with it?
1: That I, I'm yeah.
0: What do you do with it, John? What do I do
1: with it? Yeah, I throw it out. I throw it in the garbage. I don't need anybody's sweat. she just you.
0: Me. I mean, you you're literally burning five hundred dollars. You're just like, you know what? Cool. But then, say if you get it, like, what if you're like, what if, what if you're at like a business meeting or something, and you're like, oh, uh, or like when I have a delivery and I'm like out of town, I will get my neighbor and my friend Denise, and she'll, I'm like, hey, I got a package outside my place. Can you get it? But I could never tell Denise that it's boob sweat because she'll open it up and look. She's a lover of ladies.
1: Yeah, that's a problem. So
0: she'll be like, oh, Justin's got some boob sweat. But do you drink it? Oh, God, I'm going to throw up.
1: I have to imagine some of these creeps just rub it on their mustache so it's there all day.
2: I hate everything. (laughs) I hate everything.
0: I fucking hate everything. And that was I Hate Everything by Justin Martindale on KCRW. (laughs) Oh, God. So she's going on TikTok and Instagram. She's, you know, making these cute videos. Get that money, but also try a sauna. Oh, that's what people are saying to her. Get that money, but also try a sauna so you don't croak from a heart stroke or from heat stroke. Yes. I need to do this. Another chimed in because now they're fucking inspired. However, one detractor was less than impressed, sniping, I'm surprised this girl is not selling organs. (laughs) That's kind of amazing. (coughs) This is an entertainment podcast, but at the same time, if you are listening, just be grateful for where you are right now in your life. It's not all about money. But also, how do you bring that girl home for Thanksgiving? So, tell us about yourself. Well, I sell boob sweat on TikTok. Oh, Gary, you love boob sweat. Oh, that's right. I brought some home for Christmas. (laughs) Like, God.
1: That's not a girl you bring home for Thanksgiving. That's a girl you bring as a plus one to a wedding. Yeah. And that's it.
0: Yeah, and what if she goes to an outdoor June wedding and she starts sweating in the middle of the wedding and they're like, are there any object- objections? And she's pulling out a jar and her hand's up and the minister sees it and he's like, you in the back. She's like, oh, sorry, no, I'm just collecting my boob sweat.
1: Oh, God. Yeah, I think we have to end there. I'm a little bit nauseous.
0: on, <laughs> Sick. <laughs> so we need some new girl heroes. I don't think this is a, a woman that needs to be looked up to. I don't think we need copycat. Uh, sweat collectors out there, being like, "Well, if she can do it, so can I." Girls, know your worth. You're better than this. Five hundred dollars a jar—that's your worth. Yeah, what am I? I'm <laughs> cut to me back home, just like <laughs> with my dick in the microwave, just like ah, <laughs> this. I'm gonna sell my ball sweat. Uh. Justin, you know if you put your dick in the microwave, it could like burn off your penis.
2: I don't care. I'm doing it for the TikTok.
0: No. Here's a hero that I love. I, I I came across this story and I'm very excited to share it because I think I love a good legacy. I got a, a legacy origin story. The Rock. And we talked about rocks earlier, but the rock, Dwayne, the Rock Johnson, his daughter Simone Johnson, just signed a contract to join the, what is it WWE.
1: Yeah, I think she's in the performance center right now, which is NXT.
0: So she's joining WWE. The World Wrestling
1: Entertainment.
0: And <laughs> You're good at this. You're good at I always do it as WWF, but then it was WWE, the World Wrestling Entertainment.
1: Yeah, they got sued by the World Wildlife Foundation and had
0: the, to yeah, the World Wild Oh, I loved those. I had all those cards, like the little green box with like all the animals in it. All right, moving on. (laughs) That still wasn't enough to get them to not sue WWF. No, this is WWE, which is entertainment. So Dwayne The Rock Johnson got a start there, obviously. His daughter, Simone, is wrestling off haters who want to count her out of her professional name. Johnson announced on Sunday that she would be known. Now, when you think of The Rock, the daughter of The Rock... What do you think her name would be? Because I feel like you would want it like the pebble, a
1: pebble, pebbles,
0: pebble. That's good. Or like ameth- amethyst, or like
1: I'm trying to think of words I learned in in uh,
0: stone.
1: Yeah, geology, but I feel
0: graphite.
1: Like, graphite's a good one.
0: Um, concrete, boulder, pebbles. Cute though. Yeah. That's fun. She did not go with that, however. Her wrestling name is Ava Rain. Sounds like a porn star. It sounds like she collects boob sweat. Yeah. Ava Rain. And people on Twitter were disappointed. I know that the name wasn't a nod to her father. Wrestling legend Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I'm slightly disappointed. She won't be known as the Pebble. Yeah. See? Look at you, John. Yes. People were pissed pebbles her dad's the rock why not another added the 20 year old clap back on the overused joke by posting an image of a google search of different types of rocks writing nothing in this category please i beg of you guys to find a new joke anything she said in another tweet <laughs> giving simone johnson the daughter of the rock a new name is completely nonsensical another user commented uh, we'll hold judgment until she debuts. But if WWE doesn't acknowledge her dad is The Rock, that's ridiculous. So,
1: I mean, here, here's what I'll say: WWE has a lot of second and third generation wrestlers that come from famous parents.
0: Yeah, like I, uh, uh, Stephanie McMahon.
1: Nope. No. Not a, not a wrestler. I mean, yeah, but not not like really a wrestler. Who? like Charlotte Flair is Ric Flair's daughter. Okay. Randy Orton is Bob Orton's son. Okay. So, I think WWE's getting and there's a new guy that ha, he's a champion somewhere that he's uh one of the Steiner brothers' sons. There's a there's a thing where they don't want they they want to create these people to blow up on their own and not mm-hmm. associate it, but you can't everybody it's the Rock's daughter. Everybody knows. Yeah. It, it, you just can't.
0: Like The Undertaker doesn't have a kid, does he? No, but
1: that would be hilarious. Right? Like Yeah. The like, eulogy or something related.
0: That's what I would love. It's like I feel like there's like dolls and stuff. It's like, you know, like there's like Monster High and like, you know, the the parents of like Yeah. Uh of of you know, and I feel like Hollywood does that too, where it's like, Oh, it's Cindy Crawford's daughter and it's you know, there's the the underclass of of up and coming celebrities and models and stars and I like that. I like the idea of like WWE stars and their kids. But also Ava Rain? I
1: yeah, the name was very bad.
0: You know what it sounds like? Yep. Little porn. Yep. Little porny for me.
1: Yep. The heart is a rock.
0: I'm Ava Rain. Yeah, you have to and that's the thing, you're the Rock's daughter. I get it. But also, if you're also having to like tweet like, "Hey, I'm not doing any rock references." References then What do you even hear for? <laughs> Ever Rain is for poor people. Which, by the way, speaking of Anna Delvey, she had an art show. She's on Paris Hilton's podcast this week. And she had, like, an art show of all the, like, shit she's drawn in um, jail. Sold them all.
1: I would have bought something.
0: So, if there's anything that I've learned this podcast, it's that less is more, or maybe not even anything is more. Boob sweat... Lackluster wrestling names. Like like if I had a wrestling name, my name would probably be like
1: They had a guy named Just Incredible.
0: Oh yeah, that's a good one. Or be like the weave, the hair. <laughs> whiplash. <laughs> yeah, that's my that's my uh whiplash would be good. That works. or just Gay. That would be... <laughs> the
1: gay. The gay.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I think this was a very fun episode. I want to say thanks again to our sponsors, FGS Soap. Make sure to check them out. Use that promo code just JUSTJUST for 10% off. Uh, I want to say happy Pride. Stay safe out there. I'm going to try and get a whole bunch of guests uh, uh, for you guys this month to kick off Pride Month. Let me know what you guys want to talk about, uh, especially with Pride season approaching. Um, But other than that, I also have some dates coming up. I think I'm going to be in Napa with Heather McDonald. Actually, I know I'm going to be in Napa with Heather McDonald, June 17th. Uh, We've got shows there. Um, And yeah. Yeah. Make sure to like and subscribe. Thanks again for making this podcast hot every week. I'm so glad you guys are enjoying it, and the feedback is just as grateful. Thank you, thank you, thank you again. Uh, John, thank you again for being back. I love you, buddy. And as always, we will catch you next time on Just Saying, Just Saying. Bye.